is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Ben, it's a new leaf. It's a new day. Some things yeah, are changing around here. A little bit. I'm excited. A little bit. You're, I'm sure you're wondering, wait a minute. This is not the podcast that I thought this was. This is not the show that I signed up for. And, and you're right, because in your podcast player, uh, Fantasy Brothers doesn't exist anymore. In the, we killed them. Bodies are in. Did your dog die? <laughs> are you yeah, right? something else? I told you this uh, wasn't the podcast you signed up for. Oh, it's a disaster. No. Um, yes, you expected Fantasy Brothers and you got Scramble Drill. And there's a good reason for that. Um, I, for those of you who have been pretty studious, you will have noticed over the past couple of days things. We have, appreciate you. We, we do. Things have been starting to switch over a little bit on Instagram and YouTube. And uh, it's thrown a couple of you for a loop. And, you know, I get it because you go on there, you expect to see one thing and you're seeing another thing and it's a little bit surprising. It was all for good reason. We realized, uh, I don't know, how long was it ago, Ben? Maybe six months ago, something like that? Yeah, a it's, it's been a while, a long time coming. Yeah, we um, we realized there there needed to be a bit of a rebrand. The problem was it was going to be real, real awkward if we decided to do it in the dead middle of the fantasy football season. Yeah, so we decided to wait till the end of the season. So, new season, new Fantasy Brothers, i.e. Yeah. Scramble Drill. So, <clears throat> it's it's Scramble Drill. The reason we changed it, frankly, is, um, well, if you've ever gone on Instagram or gone on Twitter, one in three of the Fantasy Football accounts have fantasy somewhere in the name. And, you know, it got to a point where it's like, okay, everybody and their brother has has the same name with some variation or change slightly here or there. And we said, okay, we need to, we need to be different. We need to do our own thing. Uh, fantasy pros exists and it might be the largest fantasy resource out there on the internet. <laughs> There's no standing out when you've got one letter difference. So, okay. It was like, all right, we gotta, we gotta switch things up. So we waited till the season was over. We're now scramble drill. It's still a fantasy football show. Nothing has changed. The content's the same. Ben and I are the same, but uh, things have changed sort of. a little bit. Oh, have you have you sort gone of. and done I've, a retreat or something? I've got this. Something? You don't. That is true. That yeah. is true. I did yeah. not win a championship yeah. this year. It's sad. <clears throat> I did not. Um, yeah, I was pulling for you. I really was. <sighs> it was rough. Um, I have I have a housekeeping item to do before we hop into the stories because there's a bit of a therapy session that needs to happen here. But before we get I'm into that, wear this and, and keep it like this. Just looking like a mob boss right there to mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, leave us a star rating and review wherever you're listening to the show. It does help us out a ton. Subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, those, those two things that require very little effort and they help us out an immense amount. Uh, if you want to check us out on Patreon and go above and beyond, we would appreciate that too. Uh, you can go on Patreon and find us at the scramble drill. Uh, yeah, that's all the housekeeping stuff. Shall we talk about my demise? 
my pain. And my ascent. Yeah, you have no pain to talk to, about this week. To, to godhood. <clears throat> oh, oh, wow. That escalated. Yes. I'm now a deity. Fun <laughs> fact. Oh, all right. What should I call you now? I think Ben just doesn't quite do it anymore. It, it doesn't. Do you have a, a god name? Ever been asked that before? Um, <laughs> well, come back to me on that. Let's 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 talk about you first. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, okay. Well, um, frankly, in the granddaddy of them all, I lost. I lost in. I'm sure there are worse ways to lose. I haven't thought of Not what many. that could be yet, but this was about as bad as it gets. I lost by point. Six points, zero point six points, in a two-week championship matchup. I lost on the last play of the fantasy season, an eleven-yard run by Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers before they pulled their starters in that absolute butt whooping they put on the Vikings. So yeah, yeah. No I, I will say I I can absolutely. If there's anyone on the earth who knows how you feel, it is me. Because the same situation has happened to me via Stefan Diggs. Oh, yes. I was up huge in the final, and then Devontae Adams took a big chunk out of it. And then Stefan Diggs, when this is 2021, I believe, when the year Alvin Kamara scored six touchdowns, he was on my team and still lost. Um, yeah, was up big going into Monday night. Uh, Stefan Diggs was his only player. And I look literally, and this is why I can relate to you. The final Diggs touchdown was the last play he was in. And that mm -hmm. was what took the lead for the other guy. So we like to say like we lost on the last play of the season because it was the last fantasy play of the season because they pulled Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen out of the game after that play. So that one play was the final play of the season. I lost. It was the same for you. Aaron Jones took an 11-yard carry. They literally pulled him from the game after that. Yep. And it was awful because I just was sitting there through a game that I didn't really want to watch, if I were totally honest with you. I wanted to go to bed, no. but I stayed up till 11.30 to watch an absolute spank down doled out by the Packers. And, uh, you know, it was awful. It was really awful. It was the sort of thing where like my phone was not on do not disturb prior to that play immediately goes on do not disturb immediately, you know, gets tossed over there to the side and I just rolled over and went to bed. I was like, I can't do this. And uh, I woke up in the morning and didn't feel any better. No, but it doesn't. That's that's it took me two or go. three months to recover. Two or three months. Like the next day I didn't want to eat. Like <laughs> Oh no! Sad, but it's true. I did eat the next day. I, I I haven't moved on. I guess I think I'm still a little bit frustrated. Frankly, I'm still holding out hope that there's a defensive stat correction because I don't That'd need much. I need maybe, zero maybe points. Maybe the 49ers missed a they missed a sack somewhere. I don't know. I'm hoping. I I was informed That'd there was a, a questionable play where Sam Howell uh, went out of bounds, and it was. One of those gray era situations where like maybe you could interpret it as a sack or maybe you could just say he ran out of bounds. I don't know, but if the fantasy gods decide they want to give me one, I will happily take it, but I 
I won't get it. Well, but. since I am officially a, a, a deity, and you could consider it a fantasy god of sorts, I would. I would uh, be I so will honored. Convene the council. I would. Love I don't to. know if, as newly appointed, if I'm allowed to call a council meeting yet, but we'll see. Call in a favor. I don't care what you got to do. Yeah. If you've got to offer up Jameer Gibbs on a platter to well, the fantasy not, gods as a sacrifice, that, I think it's worth that it. That is the. Jameer helped me get into this position. I'm not going to sacrifice. Dang. What about my, DeAndre my Swift? Herald? You know, he's he is he's on the way down. I think you could offer Swift. What about what about Javante? Can I <laughs> What about TJ Hawkinson? He already has been sacrificed. Well, that's you just not say happening. retroactively, you know, this ACL injury, I, I think he's served his I his will penalty. sack I'm trying to think of a player I love, but I would be willing to lose. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Well, you don't. Kamara's have gone. <laughs> Come Bye. Kamara's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, so, and so gone yeah. are the days of the witch doctor. Yeah, they're 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 over. And yeah, so I lost. Ben, you won. Thus the ring. Thus the deification. There, uh, there yeah. will be. I'm not going to say it can't happen, but the stat correction that would take have to take place for me to lose. <laughs> let's let's. I don't I don't know if maybe Alvin Kamara missed about nine touchdowns again, but that's that's about what it would take. It would have to be did, uh Did Mike Evans miss out on about 900 receiving yards in <laughs> in one game? Is that the difference? Are did, you up by somebody, 90 right somebody now? For, I think I'm up by. Let's see. What's 260 minus 188? A lot. <laughs> I'm up by like 80 points. I I don't Ooh. see it happening. No, I, I'm going I think to you're say good. it can't. But that is, I would no longer be a deity if that happened. Let's let's, no. let's say that we also got rid of. Down. There's no defenses anymore in that league, and I think defenses are where you get the stat corrections, well and truly. That. Yeah. Everybody else, they're kind of locked in. It's the defenses where it's a bang bang play, and maybe they'll they'll just grant you something on a whim. Uh, yeah, I think you're good. I think you dodged the bullet there. We're good. We're good. Um, before we get into week 17 and all the craziness that it brought us, which my goodness, even though I lost, the team did go absolutely nuts. It just happened to not be enough. Week 17 was awesome. But before we get into that. We have a Discord question. This is a lead-in to a shameless plug. If you want to join Discord and talk fantasy football all offseason on, there, there is a link in the show notes or in the YouTube description. Wherever you are listening or watching to this, there's going to be a link to our Discord server where you can hop in Ricardo and talk to... Fun. Yeah, hopefully you don't have to look very hard. It should just be right there. Uh, you can hop into the Discord server and chat with us fantasy football all off season long, scratch that itch. Anyways, we got a question from Discord, and I thought it was pretty Dynasty interesting. Content will be coming. Absolutely. Uh, the question was: uh, NFL Alexander was interested in our thoughts on whether we prefer a snake draft or an au auction draft for redraft leagues, and the context of it was: uh, well, this might not be for redraft. I think this is more of a dynasty bent. Um, but the context was: there's a bit of debate in uh, which results in more balanced teams as after two years of auction drafts, it always seems like there's very top-heavy teams uh, 
or top-heavy leagues with some amazing hard-to-beat teams and some that absolutely stink. Now, some of that could have to do with trading, but I think the point is people are able to manipulate the auction draft potentially and build some super teams. So, I don't know. How Do, do you have any knee-jerk reaction to that? Yeah, I kind of... I, I do agree to a certain extent. I feel like... I mean, snake drafts are obviously the the standard most people do. Usually it's what I do. And auction drafts are, are just, if you're getting into an auction draft, it cannot be a, like, hey, you and your buddies who maybe some guys are just play some casual redraft, like, you know, once a year, and that's kind of it. And you're like, hey, you want to join his dynasty team? Yeah, sure, let's do an auction draft. Like, it, no, those those can't be the guys. Like, it, you need to be... I had to say, but like you, you have to be hardcore to do that. Like it takes, you have to know what you're doing. You need to know player values. You've got, to, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Whereas snake, not that you don't have to know anything because I mean, obviously that's what you and I mainly do most. We, we know not a lot, not necessarily that we're good, but we, <laughs> we have a lot of useless information, Yeah. but it does help to a certain extent. The, the people who aren't as fanatical about it as the others to where they can at least get decent teams. Whereas if you've got a couple cutthroat guys and then some casuals in an auction draft, yeah, the cutthroat guys are going to slaughter everyone. And that's where your super teams are going to come from versus a snake. If the player doesn't fall to you, it doesn't fall to you. That's just it. Yeah. And, you know, don't hear what we're not saying that in snake drafts, you can't build super teams because you absolutely can. I mean, you still have we've, to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still have to make decisions when there's players on the board and you've, you know, sometimes those players don't work out. Sometimes they do. Uh, but I do think with an auction draft, you can go out and sort of make your own luck a little bit. Um, you can sort of set the tone for what you want your team to be. Whereas with the snake draft, you don't always have that choice. You do sort of have to take what the draft board gives you in a snake draft. Um, again, not to say you can't build an amazing team in a snake draft. We have seen it done. We have done it. It it certainly can happen. But I think with auction, while you are somewhat limited by the... Um, well, I, I guess with auction, your only limit is your league mates. You're limited by what they're willing to go in on a certain player. So I guess with auction, you got to be able to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. But um, you can drive up a price on a player and and you know bankrupt somebody for lack of a better term um you can you i guess you can just sort of play the field a little bit with auction drafts that you can't necessarily do with a snake draft so yeah auction drafts though they take like three four hours to do so they are yeah they're a time investment which you won't find many casuals willing to do anyway but Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like we're saying, like, you need to, be done. if people are going to do an auction draft, like, it can't be with new newbies or casual. Like, you need to know what you're getting into when you get into that, and that's kind of the nitty-gritty of it. You need yeah. to know what's about to happen if you're going to do that. Yeah, for sure. So, hopefully that answers the question. Snake or auction? I don't know, but um, both are really fun. I think you just got to know what you're signing up for. Yeah. Week 17. Lordy, lordy. My goodness. Um, 
I pulled a few players that just went absolutely nuclear in championship week, and I was looking, and um, I happened to go up against a couple of them, and that's why I lost. Uh, C.D. Lamb went from, I think in in the last three weeks, he averaged, or he was the wide receiver one overall right now. He's he's currently the wide receiver one. I think he's like the player overall five or something like that. No, he's two. I think he's two. Yeah, I think Josh Allen is the only. Wait, has where's CMC? I don't even. I can't remember. CMC is I think like top four or something. Josh Allen's up there. CD Lamb's up there. Anyways, CD Lamb uh, just went nuclear in in two week championships. Just in week seventeen, he went nuts. He had two hundred plus yards. He set a bunch of Cowboys receiving records, and they have had some stud receivers. I think he's at seven, or is he uh, sixteen hundred plus yards this season? Um, wild, absolutely wild from City Lamb. He's uh, I I have had him here. I mean, if you listen to the show and and you know this, but I've had him at my wide receiver three in Dynasty, probably the last two or three years, and some people have. You know, and right, you can rightfully make arguments of you argue, you know, AJ Brown or um, like Amon Ross St. Brown. And I feel like he is very solidly solidified in the dynasty community. He is the three, and yeah. he's pretty close. It's like he's the three, and the the gap between him and Chase is not what it was. I think you're going to even see some people that argue him over those guys. And like with we talked about Justin Jefferson last week, just with like the quarterback questions with Kirk Cousins, um, the injury this year, he'll get an artificial kind of drop in value because of that. There's going to be some people that think CeeDee Lamb is going to be the, the dynasty wide receiver one and are ser- serious about it. Now, I I don't know if I'm willing to go there, but I do think. The case for C.D. Lamb is he's currently 24 years old, just coming off a season where he's the overall wide receiver one, just had back-to-back seasons of 1,300-plus yards, and he had 1,650 yards this year, 10 touchdowns. So, you know, with him, it's like the exact same argument for Chase and for Jefferson, except that he just did it like a a couple years later than they did. Um but the reason you're in on him is the exact same reason you're in on Chase and Jefferson. So I don't know. You might, you might see people where he's like in that tier now, like he's maybe just jumped into the tier and maybe still three. Some people might even have him over those guys. Um, I think the AJ Brown CD lamb argument has, has gone to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's no longer close. I will say, and this is not to knock CD in any way. We we never really had him at you know as high as he could have been as or really close to Chase because like he'll always be like a top you know five but never see him as the wide receiver one like okay well he he did it he was the wide receiver one uh, now not knocking his season obviously he was fantastic Chase and Jefferson have had injuries and lost their quarterbacks it's hard to go up from here for CD Lamb is basically what I'm trying to say he just had his one season. It's do you think he repeats? And I, I don't know. I think he'll be top five for sure, no question in my mind. But will he repeat as one? I, we'll see. It's very yeah, I don't hard know. to do that. I mean, do you think, like, 
mean, I guess with Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase has never been the wide receiver one. Um, no. He has been very, very good. Uh, he's been wide receiver 5, 12, and 10. Now, injuries have played a part in that for sure. But um, he's five his rookie year, and then he missed five games last year, and then he's missed a couple plus without Joe Burrow. It's just not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Um, and you can make the same argument with C.D. Lamb. I mean, if he loses Dak Prescott, I mean, his production is going to dip. That's just going to happen with any quarterback who loses their quarter, any receiver who loses their quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. I think it'll spark a lot of conversation in the offseason. Um, Lamar Jackson. Oh, my gosh. Went out and earned himself talking an about MVP. the MVP. Wow. The MVP. What a performance. Um, five touchdowns. Perfect passer rating. Only had 21 pass attempts. Did Whoa. you see the uh, clip on Twitter of the girl who was like, I don't really like Lamar Jackson because he's not quarterbacky. Yes. <laughs> and he said, all right, watch this. About to be a, about to be a two-time MVP now. I think it's, without a doubt, he's the MVP right now. I don't think there's any arguments left. No, it's, yeah, it's it's him and no one else. Yeah. Um, CMC, I, I mean, I still, you can make an argument for him. I, I wouldn't give it to him, but you can make an argument. You can make an argument for Tyreek, even though he's not going to break the... 2000 yard mark. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what is there to say? Yeah. Um, he's now the quarterback three in fantasy. And like, I don't, Lamar is so interesting because I don't know if everybody's experienced the Lamar Jackson experience but it is one of peaks and valleys and this past weekend was a peak but there are games when gus edwards just gets all the touchdowns there's games where justin hill justice hill gets all the touchdowns it happened to be that lamar got them all on sunday and they scored 56 points but um you know he's he's not like as dominant as you would want him to be and yet at the end of the season when he's healthy he's always a top five guy so yeah he's 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 a little bit he's a little bit just boomer bust i guess not that his bust is necessarily him being a bad player but it is the gus edwards problem whereas you have guys like josh allen to where they just don't have a running game like that so Josh Allen, like his bad game. I mean, he can have some bad games like Lamar Jackson where it's 13 points. But Lamar may have like five of those in a season, and Josh Allen will have like one. Yeah. Whereas Josh Allen's floor is consistently 20 to 25 points when he blows up his 40, whereas Lamar is can be 13 to 40 points. Yeah, and that is wholly due to the fact that Josh Allen has 14 or 15 rushing touchdowns and Lamar has yes. seven. Ridiculous. Lamar, just take like four. If Lamar took four rushing touchdowns at the goal line. Yeah, if he had double numbers from from three to, six, to seven a year, and he'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, he's got seven this year. It's just that... Oh, does he? I didn't realize it was yeah. that much. I the thought pro- he was like I mean, another like 700 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He's got 807, but it's so annoying because he leads all quarterbacks in rushing yards per game like every year, and he just doesn't – I mean, he doesn't have a tush-push sort of situation. 
where he just gets all the one yarders. They just hand the ball. Yeah, he's off. not a he's not a power guy like like Allen and those guys. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. But at the end of the day, he is the quarterback three, and he's about to be a two time MVP. And I think outside of injury, he's probably he just, some people's fantasy MVP too. He very well might be. He was very close to being mine in the granddaddy of them all. It just six yards know, away. Work. Six yards. Oh well. Kyron Williams. Holy crap. Holy crap. Uh, a billion touchdowns. Could we have had maybe one to Cooper Cup? That would have been amazing. We did get would have just changed one. the outcome. Six points or six yards. Just six more yards. Um, yeah, Kyron Williams. I think I saw he is the second leading rusher in the NFL right now, and he missed four games. That's insane. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not. It's really not all that much because I think he's got like a eleven hundred yards almost. Like it's not eleven hundred yards, but yeah, nobody. There was not a dominant rusher really this year outside of McCaffrey. No, CMC was the only running back over twelve hundred yards this year, which is that's like the. I guess because Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb were. I mean, Derrick Henry wasn't deleted. Nick Chubb was deleted. But they just aren't uh, themselves this year, obviously. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor missed a lot of time. Yeah. I'm think, trying to think just who else. Bijan could have done it if Arthur Smith would have, you know, given him the ball. Yep. As it stands uh, with Bijan, he hasn't had 1,000 yet. Jameer Gibbs got 1,200 yards, but you it wasn't all rushing. He had a lot of receiving work. Yep. But, you all, I mean, he wasn't. he's not a 1,200-yard rusher anyway. We know that. Yeah. Um. Very weird year. In my head. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Kyron... Raheem, Raheem Mostert could have done it. it, it Raheem had 1,000 <laughs> yards, but he had like 18 touchdowns. I think Raheem Mostert's like DeAndre, the third or fourth leading rusher. DeAndre Swift had 1,000 yards rushing, but he only had yep. like three touchdowns, thanks Jalen Hurts. Yes. Yeah, somebody had to get him, and it wasn't going to be DeAndre Swift, to tell you that. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, Kyron I can't wait for DeAndre like Swift touchdowns. to... like. For the Eagles to let him walk in free agency, and then the Ravens sign him, oh, and he has grief. seventeen touchdowns in that. Oh offense. my gosh! And Lamar has like four. Oh my gosh! I can't wait for that to happen. That's gonna be awful. Uh, speaking of Rams, Pukunakua is currently the wide receiver six in fantasy football in PPR scoring. He's got thirteen hundred yards. I think he's twenty five yards away from the rookie record. I'm curious. Now he's got fourteen hundred yards. This. But he might be the dynasty wide receiver six as well. All right, all right, I'm here for it. Explain. I have I've completely changed my tone. The dude's gonna break Jamar Chase's record. I mean, what is what is there to say? I mean, are you telling me you're in on Puka Nakua? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, oh, I'm all in. Tell me more. I I would still have, you know, the big three, Jefferson, Chase, CD, then you've got Amon Ra, then uh, you could still make an argument for A.J. Brown, and then you're I think telling I got me Puka. You're so far in on him that it's an argument for A.J. Brown and not like a clear and obvious... It is an argument. I think you could talk me into Puka over A.J. Brown. Could I talk you into Puka over Garrett Wilson? I think I I just put him over Garrett Wilson. Oh, wow. 
wow, I never thought I would see the day. Now, this is knee-jerk. This yeah. may change some when we put out our finest, our official like dynasty rankings, because that's coming out yep. very soon. We know that's coming. But as it sits right now, I, he's right there. Wow. I haven't even like thought about it. I have been asking you. You hadn't asked me about him in a while. I haven't. I've sent like so the odd is, text this though. Just me like, stewing over it myself. Yeah, like I have sent the odd text. Like, hey, you know, Pukunaku is about to have fourteen hundred yards. What do we do with that in Dynasty? And but I haven't really pressed it. This is fascinating. Skyrocketed up my wet rankings. Good grief! Skyrocketing. Yeah, I'm so like. There's, you sound very happy that I'm saying this. I am because you I feel like ecstatic. I have been. I feel like I've been so in on Puka and it's been all by myself and like nobody else cares. And now that he's got 1,400 yards, everybody's like, yep, yep, he's good. And I'm like, I was saying this week two of the season, he's great. But like, you know, nobody wanted to be there with me. Well, I wanted to see it with Cooper Cup. Yeah, and he's been and the he better is receiver. far better than Cooper Cup. It's, it's fascinating. And I've seen a consistent sample size of it. And then I didn't realize till the uh, you know not too long ago it was like holy crap he's going to break Jamar Chase's rookie record. Yeah. And we put Jamar Chase as the dynasty wide receiver one over Jefferson when he did that. Yep. Yeah, I was so, so curious to see what would happen with Puka's value after this because the numbers just keep coming and like if you it's go not going anywhere. It, it it it's really not. I mean, if you split his season into pre-buy and post-buy, I was looking at his game logs today cuz I was just thinking like, hmm what do we do with this? There's a lot more targets in, in the pre-buy sample. But then post-buy week, it's still, I mean, it's probably, if, if I had to guess, hazard a guess, pre-buy week, he was getting maybe like 11 and a half to 12 targets a game, a, a ton. Post-buy, he's probably looking at more like nine and a half to 10. So a dip. But like the fantasy production doesn't dip. It's still right there. Um, and man, like double digit targets per game with Cooper cup on the field is very, very impressive. I think you can tell I didn't, I didn't prep Josh for that one. That one, that Not one took him by bit. surprise. Not even a little bit. I was completely it's like, shocked. It was like telling your, telling your husband you're pregnant or something like that. He's like, Oh, <gasps> Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, whoo, man. Um, all right. Well, Christian McCaffrey. What is the wide receiver or the, the running back one? See, I'm, I'm still on Puka. I can't move on from that to another thing. This is crazy. Christian McCaffrey is the running back one. It wasn't even close. I know uh, Kyron Williams was awesome, and I think he's the RB2, but uh, CMC was was him all year long, up until week yeah. 17 when I needed him to not be hurt, and he got injured, and, and I lost by Ripped 0. your soul points. out. It was even worse because I had Elijah Mitchell on the bench just in case Christian McCaffrey got hurt, and then he did in a situation when I couldn't play Elijah Mitchell instead, nope. and Elijah Mitchell had, guess what, 14 fantasy points when Christian McCaffrey had 12, and if I would have played Elijah Mitchell, I would have won. Feels good. A... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, anyways, uh, CMC was incredible. Um, I'm curious 
how his dynasty value changes because I think everybody universally now looks at running backs as there's a couple to have and then there's just a bunch of random dudes. And Christian McCaffrey is one of the ones to have. And so I'm I'm yeah. very curious what his dynasty value does because he is he's about to be 28. And that's usually I'm still puzzling the, on that one myself. I'll be honest with you, dude. I don't know. I really don't know um, where to value him. He is. It's it's one of those like I want to buy McCaffrey, but like I've been saying like, or or not necessarily me, but like I don't want to buy McCaffrey and get stuck holding the bag. And we've been saying that for like two years, and it is coming. There is going to be a time when like you buy McCaffrey, and the wall hits. It will happen. It's just I, yeah. I don't know when at this point. He's kind of a unicorn. He is absolutely a unicorn and he he's got a sort he's got a contract situation where he's still got two more years under contract with the 49ers, I believe. Yeah, he's so not going anywhere. He, they're they're not gonna get rid of him. He's the heart and soul of their team. So I don't know, maybe he dips next year, but we've been saying that for like three years. Maybe he dips next year and then he doesn't. He's still the best running back in fantasy football. And this year, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's going to be one of those, like, in redraft, I, if I got the 101, I got to take him again. Yeah, you got it almost I in redraft. The, you got to do it till he proves I Made the mistake this year, like, oh, yeah, Jefferson, Chase ahead of him. Nope. I mean, granted, there were some injuries and things you can't predict, but, like, even before they got hurt and lost Joe Burrow, like, Christian McCaffrey was otherworldly, like blowing them out of the water, and they were having good seasons. Yeah, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> the last guy here for championship studs, the guys who won it for you, is Amon Ross St. Brown. I saw something today that he was the he was the only non quarterback in fantasy football to score twenty plus points the last three weeks of the fantasy season. It, it doesn't surprise me. He's very, very, very good. <laughs> Amon Ra is is one of the many hymns. Yes, yeah. He uh, he's wide receiver three right now. Uh, granted, some of this is pending changes with week eighteen, but I do think week through week seventeen is kind of the true yeah, fantasy I, season. And then it should not count after week eighteen. I'm sorry. Some people have fantasy championships in in week eighteen, and and those are beta males. That's what those are. <laughs> You need to go to your commission tomorrow, <laughs> file a formal complaint, and get that Week 18 championship out of there. Yes. Everybody who's worth something does not play in Week 18. Therefore, we shouldn't play in Week 18. That's just my two cents. Yeah. If I can just, out of the blue, lose a Lamar Jackson, for example, Christian McCaffrey's not playing because they like the teams have already locked up the one seed or they've already locked up their division. Like That's not fair. Like Yeah. 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 Um, is there anybody else you want to talk about here before we uh, hop into one last little thing? No. Uh, we were, I mean, really just covering the the dudes who popped off and won people championships. Uh, gut reactions to, to them and how this week went. Uh, we'll do the deep dive into the dynasty rankings and all this stuff in the offseason. I'm super, super ready for that, by the way. I, I texted my our buddy Landon uh, Huell, and I'm like, dude, I, I just won a championship like 14 hours ago and still haven't even like reveled in it. Like I immediately <laughs> dived into college football and rookie highlights <laughs> just like yeah. and watching film on those guys. 
you just pulled up Malik Neighbors tape and you were like, I am buckled in Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and it's unfortunately me, a year where I don't have much draft capital. Yeah, I don't either. I've across got across all my leagues. It's gonna it's be sad. awful. I had somebody ask me today, they were like, so they had the 103, and they were like, Is there a chance I can get Marvin Harrison or Caleb Williams? And I was he gave, he played out the scenario, and I was like, No, you you won't, but you're gonna get Malik Neighbors, and he's awesome. Yeah, Malik Neighbors, don't hear what we are not saying. Obviously, Marvin and Ke- and and Caleb are the other 101 and 102. But there's there's scenarios in this coming draft. And obviously it's it's all speculation, but I have the in a Superflex league, one of the only leagues where I have any draft capital to speak of, I have the 101 and 102. Dead middle of a rebuild, the team is god awful, but I have the 101 and 102. And I'm like, I need a quarterback. Okay. So Caleb it's a great year to have the 101 and need a quarterback because I can get Caleb Williams. Yep. But I'm like, what if what if like Marvin Harrison goes to where we want him to, the Cardinals, which is a realistic place he could go. Obviously, I'm taking him 102. But if Malik Neighbors went to somebody like the Chargers, who are going to have a top 10 pick, I'm going to want to take him and Marvin. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to want to. Like, that's how good <laughs> Malik Neighbors is. And the landing spots he could end up are juicy. Yeah. Speaking of scenarios, um, I was looking around, doing a little surf just seeing what's out there, what people are saying. And uh, the Bears are in a real-life conundrum, just like you're going to be in fantasy football, where they've obviously got Justin Fields, and he's been pretty good this year, all things considered. Hasn't been awful, and the offense is... What are they, 7-9? and nine? Like, they're... Improvement. They got, they got better. Um, they now have to stare down the barrel of... Once again, having the 101, which is not really a barrel that you stare down. It's just, it is exciting. I'll take it. But uh, they could keep Justin Fields and trade the 101, which is going to be Caleb Williams, for three first-round picks, which I think is very reasonable, <laughs> considering it's Caleb Williams. Um, or you could take Caleb Williams and then trade Justin Fields for a second-round pick or a third-round pick and roll the dice again that, that Caleb Williams is that guy. I don't know if you thought about this, but um, a very interesting scenario for the Bears. I don't know where you'd go. I I might be tempted to keep Justin Fields. I'd be very tempted to keep Justin Fields. Three first round. I mean, look at what they got from the Panthers last year. Yeah. Like DJ Moore. DJ Moore probably bumped, got them four wins just from that. He's he's a I mean, dude. He's, he was that much of a difference maker, and the potential to get three more of them. And Justin feels like people talk a lot of crap out about him, and and I get some of it. Like he has he has a lot of a lot of lot of learning to do, but he's still a young quarterback, and he has shown flashes of greatness. Yeah, he has an incredible arm. He's incredibly fast. I mean, he just he needs polishing, just like guys like Josh Allen did, and. I guess I'm saying he he has the talent, not just necessarily saying he will get there, but he has the talent to do so. And if you could potentially put just even more around him and keep a competent quarterback, that is that is hard to pass up. I think it I think a lot would depend of Justin Fields is coming up due for a contract. Yeah. This will be this will be year three. How much do you have to pay him? 
Because if he's going to want, if he's going to want top quarterback money, you got to get rid of him because he's not worth that right now. Yeah. But if you can get him for like a three-year, like reasonable deal, that's yeah, that's that's tempting. Yeah, he's coming off a season where he went uh, twenty-four hundred yards passing, sixteen touchdowns, nine picks through the air, six hundred and thirty yards on the ground, and four more touchdowns. Uh, the turnovers have dropped significantly. I think he had 20 turnovers in 2022. Uh, I'm seeing 12 this year. He's also 4-1 and one in his last five. Now he also has, has missed time, too, so factor that in a little bit. Yeah, I think with him, it's just that the on-field product is significantly better than it was a year ago, and for right or wrong, the quarterback gets blamed for team success, and the Bears are a lot better this year than they were last year. And again, I feel like a lot of it has to do with with what they did last year in trading yeah. back, getting a haul for it. DJ Moore, I mean, we have been saying it when he was in Carolina, like DJ Moore himself is great. He just needs a quarterback and he got a competent one. And look at what he did. He was a top 10 receiver this year. Awesome for fantasy as well. And it's. Yeah, it is a conundrum. I think I think my answer would be it depends on how much I have to pay Fields and if I can get him for reasonable. I I trade out of that pick and and build around him. Yeah, I'm looking at his game logs right now, and if you took out the first four weeks of the season, well, take out the first three because against Denver, um, he had 335 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. So, very good game. They ended up losing by three, but it wasn't really Fields' fault. Then you go to that Thursday night game against Washington where he went nuclear, and he had 280 yards, four touchdowns, 57 on the ground. Then he gets hurt against Minnesota, doesn't finish the game, they lose, comes back and plays against Detroit, um, goes 170 yards, a touchdown passing, and another 100 yards rushing on the ground. They only lose by five, but that was a game when they got a massive lead and Detroit came all the way back and won. And then his next five games, they're four and one, and he's doing 200 yards passing, uh, no turnovers, 60 yards rushing, 200 yards passing, um, two touchdowns, no turnovers, uh, 60 yards rushing, 170 yards passing, a touchdown, two picks against Cleveland, 30 yards rushing. Against the last two weeks, 170 against Arizona, a touchdown, a pick, 100 yards rushing, and another touchdown. And then this past weekend against Atlanta, 270 yards passing, a touchdown, no picks, 45 yards rushing, and another touchdown. He's playing good. He's playing good football. And if you can get him uh, a few more weapons, another great receiver. Trying to there get some offensive line help would be a, a big thing. And it's a year for tackles. There's uh, Joe Alt, there's Olu Fashanu in the draft. You, It's a year for tackles and receivers, and that happens to be two things the Bears will benefit from. So interesting scenario for them. They could still trade the 101, get three first-round picks, and still, just like they did this past year, still have a pick in the top 10 and, and load up and then just roll the draft capital. Trade back again. The team that trades up, their team is the 101 again next year. Yeah. You just get the 101 three years in a row, keep trading it back. Yeah. So they've got awesome. They I think they have the Panthers first round pick and second round pick this year. So they're gonna have the first they basically have three first pick. round picks. They have technically three pick, yeah, three picks in the top thirty three. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting times. Um 
Anything else you want to hop into before we get out of here? I'm uh I hate to see the season go. It went by way too fast. But I'm also very excited for Dynasty season. This is when the nerd in us comes out. Absolutely. It gets nerdy. So if you're ready to get nerdy with us, hop in that Discord once again. We're talking fantasy football all off season long. You can get a lot of like-minded dynasty degenerates in there with you, and we'll just talk trades, talk dynasty rosters, yeah. tra- all, and again, all NFL news, all kinds of things. If you're paying attention to it at this time of year coming up, you, you that as degenerate is a good word for it. A dege- yeah. You have too much time on your hands, and it's not an insult because we're right there with you. We are in it with you, yeah. So hop in the <laughs> Discord. Leave us a star rating wherever you're listening. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening from Ben and I. We greatly appreciate it. Glad to turn over this new leaf and enter the offseason as a scramble drill show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.